Time to talk soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City with Offside Soccer. Brought to you by TRP Hebron Industrial Estate Kilkenny. And good evening and you're welcome to Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Thanks as always to Morris O'Connor for the last hour. Kilkenny Today of course is on between 5 and 6 each weekday evening here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. The usual, the full team is here tonight, Bear Scott. You're welcome. Thanks, Dan. I know you're going, you're rushing home, you're going trick or treating, I think, aren't you? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jack, you have for you have until level twenty five past six to justify how bad Manchester United were at the weekend. Oh my God, too much to talk about. That's not yeah, long yeah. And Queeve, the Chelsea revival didn't last no. long. Yeah, well, you're, you're keeping the heat off us for another little. Yeah, way. yeah, yeah. No matter what way you look at it, at least Chelsea are. They're playing a little bit better than you. Yeah. Look at we'll be looking back at all things English Premier League in the second part of the program, and we'll also look ahead in the third part to everything that's coming up the weekend. But as always, we start off with the local stuff. First of all, I give you the text line: oh eight six three five three double seven eight two. That's oh eight six three five three double seven eight two. If you'd like to give any thoughts or if you have any contributions you'd like to make to the program, that. Text line, of course, is sponsored by taxback.com, which is a clune tech company. We're also on WhatsApp 087 4011 We look back at the results of the weekend gone by. Saturday evening, Jack, the Oscar trainers, uh, home to Wexford, beaten 3 2. You know, got off to a great start. We're one up. Um, Wexford team was very strong I believe comparatively I know the, the Kilkenny side wouldn't have been say what would have been the strongest available for a variety of reasons but a poor start in when you lose the, and it's the only home game in the group when you lose it you're on the back foot for the for the whole competition Yeah disappointing start for them like you said Wexford showed probably their experience there disappointing to see obviously the, the you know the players missing the for different reasons players, for know? different reasons of course but look I mean they still got two games so I'm sure they'll, they'll you know they'll want to you know, go in and, and, and try to do the best. Yeah, one. the Wexford game was always going to be the, the, the say the, the the trickier game because you'd imagine Carlo or Kildare won't be as probably won't be as strong as Wexford, but both of those are away from home. They're hoping the Kildare one is going to be on a Saturday night. I think the Carlo one is going to be on a Wednesday night. Not ideal. I know we were talking to Darren last week, but you know, it's, it's it, when you lose the first game, it's, it's yeah, it is, it is. But look, I mean, it's it's still all in their own hands. So if they can go and pick up results in both end games, well, they'll have to do Please that. God. They'll have to do that. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. Our under sixteen interleague side did a great win, five win, five one at home to Wexford. Uh, under four. 14s weren't so lucky they went down 4-2 to Carlo but uh, all in all the development squads in the last couple of years always seem to be very very competitive uh, in the in the junior then in the FEI Junior Cup Callan bowed out they were beaten 4-0 at home by Fort Celtic from Wexford so Callan bowed out of the FEI Junior Cup there was no games played in the St. Canis's Credit Union Premier Division because of the Oscar trainer thing in the Division 1 league and uh, <coughs> excuse me in the Division 1 league and uh, Evergreen B they continue to you know to be the standard bearers in that league they're now 4 from 4 they won 5-0 at home to Tullerone and uh, that's as I said a 100% record 4 from 4 so looks like they're the team to beat in that league Jack but Castle Warren Celtic they also had a, had a good win they won uh, 3-0 at home to River Rangers in Buckley Park you saw them and you were impressed with Castle yeah, Warren yeah I was I have to say now and obviously I, I played a, a short stint with Castle Warren for 6 months a couple of, a couple of years ago and look there's good guys there but they're really after developing the squad quite well. They've got some good players in there. They have a young Peter Higgins playing in the middle of the Yeah, well. yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's so. an interesting. Uh, the Freebooters A team manager is playing with Castle Warren, but look at I, I believe obviously he'll only play when of he's course, available. And of course, and because someone said to me, why is he not playing with Evergreen or with Freebooters B? But I think 
I don't think he, I don't think he wants to or camp. You know, he doesn't want to play in the Astro. He doesn't want to play, but he doesn't want to play in the Astro Turf okay. either. So I think that's a lot to do with. But uh, Buckley Park's great to have a back. It was a bit wet. It was. It was a bit wet, and you could see the you could see the results of that. You know, come the end of the game. But it's great that there's there's football back out there. There was a, there was a decent crowd out there. You know, when I was out watching it, and you know, you're sitting in the stands and you're covered yeah. from the rain. It's it's always oh, good. Is, oh yeah, big you time. Know, yeah. It's it's good to see. Well, it looks like they're going to be competitive in that league. They have a 100 record as well, two from two. Armagh Villa, good win, two 0 out out in Freshford. So they have two wins from their first three games. So that Division One is shaping up nicely. Looks like Evergreen Beak has won. Both of them will definitely be up there. Probably Armagh Villa in lines as well. So it's going to be competitive, looking for promotion up into the up into the Premier Absolutely. Division. Division Two. Then, uh, as we say this every week, if you want to, if if the bookies would take bets on goals in these games, we we'd be we could make a fortune. Um, Stonyford they won three 0 away to River Rangers B. I see that result went up on Friday. So there's a smell of a walkover off of that, but I could be wrong. But Stonyford gained another three points. East End they dropped their first points of the season. They had won their first four in a row, but they were held to a two-all draw down in Thomastown by Thomastown B. Thomastown B have a two wins, two draws, and two defeats from the first six games. So East End will probably look at that as points dropped in that in in their quest to for back-to-back promotions. New Park they had a good win, three-two at home to Spy United. Evergreen forty-six lost five-nil at home to Dean Celtic B. And Highview B lost a nine-goal thriller, five-four. They were beaten at home to St John's. St John's are uh, they seem to be always involved in a in in a, in a high for, in a high-scoring game. But a good bunch of lads, John. Kai, I always say that the, yeah. the, the just, it's hard to be a small club in the town. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it is, especially when you know the, the likes of Freebooters and Evergreen. You would always say, well, you know, we'll mop up the majority of players. And even yeah. New Park have a big kind of catchment you know, there. Yeah, yeah so exactly. It's, it's tough. For fair play to yeah. the, I, love, I always admire St John's. They keep they keep those show on the road. There was two games in the St. Canis' Credit Union Shield. Plenty of goals here as well. Lines, they scored seven to New Parks, two above Andorra last Sunday morning. And Thomastown were beaten 4-3 at home by Mill Celtic. So plenty of goals in the ladies' stuff as well. The weekend ahead, or the weekend ahead there's one game actually, if you're looking for something to do Wednesday night, River Rangers A, who have no points get get garnered yet in the Division 1 league there you see they haven't, they're, they're, there's work going on out in their pitch at the moment so you see they are playing some games on the in the Fair Green on the Astor Turf and they're playing at home to Fresher Town at 8 o'clock on Wednesday night if anyone wants to amble down to the Fair Green Wednesday night not a whole lot on the telly maybe Saturday uh, Evergreen B River Rangers A are playing Evergreen B that's also on the Kells Road so River Rangers have two games this week um, Evergreen B Really, it look like they're going to be the, the the team to catch and the team to beat in that Division One league. You'd imagine Evergreen Beach might be too strong for River Rangers A there and on on uh, on Saturday night into Sunday and uh, the Premier Division of the Kilkenny District League. Two games down for decision. Thomastown at home to Highview. Um, you know, Jack Highview have only one draw from their first four games, so it's a, they're in a they're in a relegation battle. Thomastown, in contrast, have two wins and a defeat in their first two in their first two games. So, do you be fancying Thomastown maybe there? Yeah, I think so. But it, it's always a, a a hot contest between Thomastown and, and Highview. You would have to say, but you know, like you said, with given Thomastown start of the season and the fact that they've got home advantage, you'd expect them to get the result on Sunday. Yeah, Clover, another team who who have has struggled for the first part of the season. They've only one draw and. Three 
three defeats from their first four games. They go to play Dean Celtic Sunday morning. Dean Celtic have two wins and a defeat from their first three games. So you'd be thinking that home advantage might be enough to get Dean Celtic over the line at home to Clover. Two games in the Division 1 league. Uh, Lions, who have made a good start there at home to Freshford Town. Freshford have uh, one win and two defeats from their first three games. Lions have two wins and a defeat from their first three. Home advantage might get Lions over the line there. And Evergreen Sea are at home to Tullerone. Evergreen Sea, two wins and two defeats from their four games. Tullerone have one win and four defeats from five. So it looks like both of those teams may well be at the, the, the bottom part of the, the battle in Division 1. So that or Division 1. So um, when they get to play against one another, those games are very important. There's six games down for decision in the Division 2 league. And... Uh, the top sides are all out. Freebooters are not out because uh, I don't know why freebooters are not out. Because their their A team are not out either, Jack. Freebooters. Unless, yeah. Oh, it, I'm missing it. I'm missing it. Saturday evening, sure, of course. Yeah, yeah. The FEI Junior Cup, they're playing Gory Rangers at half past five. That's why I missed it so late on a Saturday evening. Um, big game, Gory Rangers, good side. I know ever, I know Booters played their B team a few weeks ago in the, in the Leinster Junior Cup, but this will be a different kettle of fish. It will be, absolutely. And and you would have expected that Gory would have had, you know, some of the, the, the A team managers or, or coaches looking at that game. So I'm sure they'll have their homework done on Freebooters. And, you know, that would shape up to be a right game there. Yeah, because um, there was a number of the booters last played with the Oscar Trainer team at the weekend, but I know that they've been, they have a lot of injuries at the moment that they haven't been, they haven't even had full benches at a lot of these games, you know, struggling with maybe three and four on the line, you know what I mean? So they'll need to, they'll need to be under guard. Tough draw to get so early in the competition, but that's the look of the draw. Well, it is. I mean, if, if you want to go along into these competitions, you have to be beating these kind of teams, you know, and, you know, nearly the, the quicker you can beat them, the more morale and, and, and kind of I suppose the more momentum you can build up in the competition Yeah, the fact that Booters B are not playing in the Division 2 league then their nearest challengers East End who dropped points as I said earlier away to Thomastown B at the weekend they get a chance to redeem themselves away to Dean Celtic B at 2 o'clock in Comer on Sunday Castle Warren Celtic B are home to Evergreen 46 at 2 o'clock in Buckley Park Stonyford flying Stonyford are you know they've, they've, they've gone on a good winning run because they didn't you know the first couple of games were a struggle for them but they're going really really well well, and you'd be fancying them to win at home to Highview B. New Park, they're at home to Thomastown B at 11 o'clock down in the bog. St. John's, be fancying their chances at home to River Rangers B at 11 o'clock in Garn Green. And Spa United are home to Lions B at 11 o'clock in Johnstown. That division looks like it's going, I think that's going to split after one full round of fixtures division. Okay. I think because there's so many, like there's what, there's I think there's 13 or more there teams. Is 13 there's in 13 it, yeah. in well, it. Well, yeah. what that will do is it'll make the upcoming games very competitive because yeah. lads will want to be in the higher division. Well, you well, you'd imagine so, yeah, you'd imagine so. You'd be trying to avoid relegation, you know what I mean? There's two games then in the St. Canis's Credit Union League for the ladies. East End are at home to Evergreen FC2. So Evergreen obviously have two teams in the ladies' league. They have the Evergreen, which is a fair which is a fair achievement. So this is the first round of games. It was the Shield that has been played for the last few weeks in the ladies' football. So East End are at home to Evergreen second, uh, Evergreen 2, I presume it's not their second team, but it's Evergreen 2 they're down as. And Evergreen, uh, Evergreen their first side then are at home to Mill Celtic at 2 o'clock on the Kells Road. Uh, Mill Celtic, of course, who won the league last season after a ding-dong battle with Thomastown United. So... 
Uh, you'd be fancy maybe Ville uh, Celtic might be too good for Evergreen there there's a number of Kilkenny sides out between Saturday and Sunday in all these um, international cups the Leinster uh, Women's uh, Junior Cup is on as well Lions they're playing at home to Rathangan from the Kildare League at uh, 11 o'clock at 2 o'clock New Parker is home to Baldile United from Dublin and also at 2 o'clock Thomastown wel- welcome Clockbawn I'm fairly sure Clockbawn are from Wexford but I could be uh, I'll be, I'll be uh, mistaken and I could be mistaken there. The FEI Junior Cup, Jack, um, we mentioned that Callum bowed out of it at the weekend. Booters are home to Gory Rangers on Saturday evening, Sunday, 11 o'clock. Evergreen are home to Bagnellstown. Home draws are, are, are massive in these competitions. They aren't are they? absolutely, yeah. Look, I mean, you do love the away days as well when you're, you know, when you're playing in these competitions. You know, off on the bus for the day, but you know, Evergreen have had a, you know, have had a, a very good history in this competition in previous years. So they'll be looking to go strong in it again this season, and you would be hoping or you'd be expecting at least that they'll get a result against Bagnestown. Ah, they should beat Bagnestown yeah. again. Bagnestown knocked out some of the Kilkenny teams recently in one of these competitions. I don't know, was it Bridge United or someone? I can't remember exactly. But they definitely beat some of the Kilkenny sides in one of these competitions in the last few weeks. But you can't imagine them being strong enough to beat Evergreen on the Kells Road. It's still the Holy Grail, isn't it? Like, I mean, if you ask Evergreen, Freeboers, you know, right, they all love winning their local leagues and, and Booters would love to win the local league. It's been so long, but the FBI Junior Cup is where it's at for these top clubs, isn't yeah, it, Jack? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Evergreen started off in 84 when, you know, they got to the final. They were a Division 1 side at the time, which yeah. would have been, you know, Division 2 at the time. But And obviously, they've been in the final recently. Freeboers have their, their three Leinster Junior Cups. So, you know, the these competitions are massive for local teams, but... The bread and butter has to be the league year in, year out. And especially when you look at freeboards that have gone so long without winning it, yeah. you know, it has to be the number one priority for them. Yeah, the FAA Junior Cup, that wasn't a thing when you were managing. It, 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 what way you used to? I remember when I started Listen. when I started playing junior first, <laughs> you had to come out of Kilkenny. You had to play. You had to win the FAA Junior in Kilkenny and then mm. you went out into Better it. But I tell you, in my time, and I'm talking about a long time ago, they'd have kind of an area. And then when the area was won by whoever. Whoever was said to the Green Celtic or St. Mary's, they yeah. were the usual. They would then pick the pick of all the team. <laughs> and they wanted the first round proper with uh, outside Kilkenny as a Kilkenny selection. Now, uh, to be still under the name of Green Celtic or St. Mary's, mm. <laughs> we'd have a Kilkenny selection. Now, it, di- it didn't involve many lads, I have to say. Yeah. You know, the, whoever would win would go through and play with most of their team. But okay. we had a few... Yeah, ringer, these, ringers, they call yeah, them. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. You can call them what you like. That's yeah. what they were. Yeah. There, were well, there were a couple of really decent players in Kilkenny, and they would always be asked to play with whoever went out. And no, there was no objections around. I remember being in James's Park, inside the dog track, Gentex were playing, Gentex of Athlone. We're playing Kilkenny. You wouldn't get in with the crowd. Green Celtic, with Kilkenny, I said, but as Green Celtic were playing Gentex. For a certain man that day, he wasn't a Green Celtic player, but he was the hero of the day, Jack Devlin. God be good. Oh, to yeah. They bet Gentex 3 1. It went extra time. Jack was playing full back, got injured, but wouldn't go off. Though you couldn't play a sub that time. Yeah. Went up and played centre forward. 
during the extra time and scored two goals. Brilliant. And Jack, of course, his son Tony was yeah, on that right, aforementioned Evergreen yeah. team in 84 that played in the FBI. Tony played in the front as well. He did, yeah, he did. But I could tell you a lot of stories. Well, anyway, we haven't got time, but it's only an hour long. I'm conscious of you getting back for your trick or treat, you know what I mean? All the mini Mars Mars will be gone if you don't get back. Right. That's it for the local stuff. We'll go and pay a few bills. And when we come back, Jack is going to tell us why Manchester United are so bad. <laughs> TRP, your one-stop shop for all TRP products and daft parts. Proudly bringing you Offside Soccer on 88.7 FM. Annie here from TRP Kilkenny. We are delighted to team up with Offside Soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Back to part two of Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. I give out the text number again, 086 353 That's 086-353-7782. That text line, of course, is sponsored by Taxback.com, which is a clune tech company. Right. First of all, the Ireland ladies are playing New uh, Albania at the moment. Uh, they played at home to them in Tala Stadium only the other night, but they're out in Albania. It's nil nil at half time. Apparently, the, it's, the pitch is a little bit on the waterlogged side. <laughs> Apparently, it would make the wa- it would make the water barracks look like the Sahara Desert. I think the way it's so the game ja- Queeve has been interrupted for an hour. Yeah, I don't know how this works. Yeah, now. you a, explain this was no lads. Yeah, it just says that this is up just on the Ireland FAO or the FAO their, their Twitter or whatever you call it. Now the referee has decided to suspend play for 60 minutes due to the weather conditions a decision will then be made whether the game can be resumed so the players have to wait around for an hour so to what are they going to do wait for the water to disappear yeah, off the pitch yeah, is it or yeah. right? kick any referees would have took their money and gone oh, home they'd be gone home they'd be long gone <laughs> if you're listening smoke Mick McLaughlin chairman of the Kenny referees Association, I'd like to disassociate myself from that comment right looking as we normally look at the fixers from last weekend chronologically or in the order in which they were played but Jack we have to start with the Manchester Derby played on Sunday evening um, Manchester United nil, Manchester City three. They gave United nil at the start. Other than that, they wouldn't even have got nil. And uh, God, they're, they're they're you know, but not taken away from City, who are a great, who are a fine side. But just United are a rabble at the moment. Men versus boys, you know, yeah. it's the only real way to describe it. <clears throat> I think you know. I thought United were relatively in the game uh, in the first half an hour or so. Uh, obviously the penalty was a dubious call I thought it was very soft I think if them yeah I, I think that seemed to be the general concept yeah, and lads, on that one I've said it here before this pulling and dragging is crept into soccer in the last couple of seasons and corner kicks and free kicks every time there's a pull or a drag it's a penalty mm. like it or lump it but they don't give him. Mm-hmm. And I would say... But they should give him all the time. Then. I'd say, yeah. It, yeah. you know, it was a soft one because of the fact they don't give him. Yeah, we should, this is the thing. Like they're handpicking it, when they give him. But yeah. the point is, if they're going to start giving him, they may stay giving him. Mm-hmm. But and, if, they, and if they give penalties, they'll, they'll stop doing it, won't they? Well, yeah, that but, might happen. But, but Harry Maguire would want to watch out because Harry has an awful habit pulling and dry. But his one was more of a penalty in the second half, which is, you know, yeah. again, we yeah. talk about the yeah. consistencies of it. But I think we're going in the wrong direction in terms of this contact. We're slowly but surely becoming a non-contact sport. Now, I don't want to be saying it just because it was United or whatever, yeah. because I still think if the penalty wasn't given, we would have got bet anyway. Yeah, yeah. But <clears throat> for the first time, I have to be critical of Ten Hag. I thought he got his in-game decisions wrong. Uh, I think bringing off Amrabat at half-time was a big mistake. He, br- he brings on Mason Mount, 
and he was virtually invisible for yeah. the game. I'm starting to warm to your uh, <laughs> your criticism of Bruno Fernandes, yeah. because I really, really wasn't impressed with his petulance. Uh, when the game was over, he started kicking lads and letting on that he was trying. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I was really, really disappointed. But it just goes to show how far Manchester United are behind the likes of City, and I, I don't see how we can get anywhere closer to them anytime soon yeah and look we could give the whole programme talking about Man United Bear, but the bottom line is there's some very peak average yeah, players I, I at Manchester United I hate saying this but I think Manchester United supporters <laughs> have to accept that Manchester United are going to be a mid-table team for a number of seasons I can't see any quick fix here mm. any player they've brought in in the Latin now there was one or two I thought in the beginning might be okay they've all flopped None more so than, I think, Mr. Anthony last Sunday. He wasn't on the pitch that long, but he was a disgrace. Yeah. Well, the, the one thing on that, uh, Burr, is that, and we, we were talking about this earlier, is if you look at, say, the likes of, you know, Brighton or someone like that, they identify how they want to play as a club, and then they employ their scouting department or the director yeah. of football, yeah. their manager and the players to fit that mould. United don't do that. We've still got players playing at Manchester United that are from the Van Gaal era, mm. you know, and each manager since. It's a m mismatch of, of players that are not good enough for Manchester United. Yeah, I, I didn't know much about Ten Hag when he came to the club and I honestly felt that that was the reason they brought him because this man had a way of playing. Now, Ajax, of course, have always been associated with free-flowing, yeah. impressive They're, they're bottom of the Dutch league at I the moment. And, and, and a lot of people say that's because he's brought he's half of the players over to Manchester. But right? they can have him back. And he's bringing them down to the bottom now. Yeah, 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 like yeah. You, you look at the players that they brought in, I mean, there's, there's none of them really, you'd say... Are, are players who are going to bring you up to the level of the city, bring you back to the top four. There are players like Regulon, Mount, um, even Casemiro to an extent, Johnny Evans. Like, there are players that are surplus to requirements at, the, you know, in particular, when you look at Mason Mount, Regulon, they were surplus to requirements at Spurs and Chelsea. So why, as, 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 with a team like United, and they go, well, we'll bring these lads in. That they they're not going to push you up. I think up it goes. I think it goes place. to show. And now again, he he's been backed with a lot of money, but he hasn't. It goes to show how poor United are at negotiating deals mm. for players. Mm. He wanted Rice. He wanted Kane. He wanted Kim Min Jae. He wanted, you know, the list goes on. Yeah. And, and I understand that you're not going to get all of these players. But he was given Sibitzer on loan. He was given Veghorst on loan. He's yeah. now been given Amrabat and Regulon on loan. He's not been backed either. So I don't think it's all Ten Hag's fault. I, I think he's a good coach. Yeah. And I think if he, if, if, if he, like we were saying, if he was to go into a Brighton or an Aston Villa or a club that was run properly with, with good foundations there, I think he would be a very successful Possibly, manager. Yeah, but he still has to kind of prove that. You know, yeah. Grealish now, I just mentioned Jack Grealish because he springs to mind. When he went to City... Grealish was a star with Aston Villa. He was yep. the main man every week. When he went to City, he had to sit on the bench. And I'm sure that Guardiola was working on Grealish. And when he thought he was ready, he then put him in the team. And now he's a key man. And we were saying there a while back that Duco, the guy Duco, that came yeah, in, yeah. was playing so well, Grealish won't get back. But the minute he's ready... 
it's fit again he's back in very few clubs can afford to pay 100 million for a player and then just sit, on, sit on the bench until he's ready to break yeah. into the you know anyway we could go on but the fact that <laughs> the fact that Haaland has scored as many league goals as Manchester United have in total we won't even mention that Jack because no. that's just going to upset you I don't yeah. want to upset you <laughs> right <laughs> on Friday look at we're going to just pick the games on Friday night lads Spurs come cemented their place at the top of the table 2-1 hard fought win against Palace Son scored again who has really stepped up to the plate and uh, you have to hand it we're talking about club United and who have bought big and brought in the manager and done the whole lot. Spurs Postacoglu looked like he was coming in on a hiding to nothing you know they were after getting rid of Harry Kane maybe it was a good time to come in because expectations were, were low yeah, yeah. you know uh, his first trip you know his first venture into the Premier League you know people were kind of saying ah, will it work will it not work but Jack they're top of the league now I know there's only 9 or 10 games gone or whatever but you can't take it away from them no. and, and they're playing well no absolutely not and again it's it was the Madison and and Youngman Son show you know what I mean they're mo- I, I was watching the game their movement off the ball is phenomenal yeah. you know and we're, we're talking about United just gone mm. where there's a lack of desire and a lack of hunger these guys will you know it's Pasacoglu has it drilled into him just do not stop moving you know I do still think that if they get a couple of injuries they could be in trouble oh they could you yeah. know like yeah. any team but I but as it stands they're, they're by far the best team but the they have the a defined way of playing exactly and they're playing for their manager and that's my point the yeah. manager he and has yeah, he has stamped his Authority uh, they there. play like a happy club. Yeah, United yeah. play like a very unhappy. Yeah. But club. look, at they're going well though, Baron. Yeah. You can't take it from. Oh, they are. They're flying. You're delighted to see uh, London team oh, top yeah. of the table. Yeah, Queen yeah. <laughs> It's great to see. <laughs> yeah. But, but look, you know, they're they're a joy to watch. I mean, look, and as I said about last week, after the last game, um, it was just professional performance. Yeah, they're, they're not. It's not an amazing performance, but they're going out and winning the games, and that's what you have to do. Now, as Jack said, I would have a little bit of a worry if Son or Madison gets injured. They're yeah. they're in a bit of bother because I think I've said it before. Richarlison there is not the man that's going to score the goals for you. There's a few other players there as well mm-hmm. who are lifted by Son and Madison but, being in the team. But they got Madison for what forty million well, less. That's what I was just going to say. They got for nearly twenty million less than United gave Chelsea for Mason exactly. Mount. Exactly, and we're talking about how the, the the types of players United bought. They bought key players in key areas. They bought a good goalkeeper. They bought your man Van der Ven at the back. Yeah, is yeah. quality yeah. and James Madison all up through the middle. You know, and we wasted a hundred million on you know the likes of Anthony or whoever it may be. It's, yeah. it goes back to recruitment. It does a big time. As well. um, you know, back to the mill for Chelsea. Cueve, uh, we thought that the 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 you know they were on a, on their uppers and they lose two 0 at home to Brentford. Um, you know, and and you know Brentford had over t- had five, had three or four more shots on target than Chelsea. So this they didn't play well, Chelsea. No, they didn't. But it was again. Look, here we go again. I'm saying it again, as I've said it most weeks here. Going playing well, going forward and zero end product again all this I mean the first half they were they had most of the ball they were playing better than Brentford but again just nothing to finish it Um, I thought Nicholas Jackson was was going to be someone who who we could rely on he doesn't look like the finished article I mean this is a problem going back not just one or two seasons we're going back nearly 10 years of not having a proper striker in there at Chelsea really you know we Ray, had Ray, Ray Bentley was the last time we haven't had a player to score 20 goals since Diego Costa that's going back a fair while yeah. um, you know, we've had the likes of Giroud and Werner and lads like that who'll chip in with a few goals but there hasn't been anyone we've spent, spent a billion pounds and the first priority for me in the summer and the last couple of summers was get a striker still haven't done it um, Cole Palmer again I mean, with Nicholas Jackson playing up front he wasn't as 
I suppose as lively as he could have been like he was against Arsenal but again we're back after the positivity of last week and I thought yeah here we go with the run of fixtures that are coming this was needed and now back to square one and, and looking at the fixtures as I've said it we've got Spurs next and City then Newcastle then United Brighton they're the next five games I would bet United yeah well, but that, that's, oh. the, that's the the, fi- the, fifth, the fifth of those five oh, games Bag of Tales was a bet United <laughs> but, but, but that's, oh. that's the fifth of those five games and um, I would worry for Pochettino come Christmas time if we don't. I'm looking at that fixture list. If we pick up three points out of those games, I I, I don't know. Look, it's not as if they haven't spent money, Jack. No, but he looks. He nearly looks defeated on yeah. the touchline already, doesn't he? He's, 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 you know, he said looks. in the press conference today, oh, you know, we, you need to believe in the in the project and all this. But this is Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea won the Champions League two years ago. I mean, this is not a team who are without a title for 10, 10 yeah. 20 years. Oh yeah, go on, turn But this is, you know, this is a team who have, in the space of two years, have just plummeted. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And something needs to change. I don't, I, I wouldn't like to see Pochettino go, but if he can't get something going by Christmas, I wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me to see Bali pull the trigger. Arsenal won 5-0, right, you know, standard uh, well, stuff. They're continuing on their way, as the lad says. I, I still don't think they're as impressive as they were last year, but they're getting the results. Yeah. Um, Bournemouth 2, Burnley 1. Lads, there's some there's some poor teams going to stay up in the Premier League this season because there's some real bad teams in it. These are definitely two of them. Burnley looked look like they're heading for a real long season to struggle, Jack. Yeah, they do. They look, game after game, they look you know like the confidence is getting rocked and rocked as it goes um, and they're going to have to start picking up some points especially in these kind of you know relegation you know fixtures as as you know with all due yeah. respect to the teams that they're playing but in fairness to Bournemouth you know they're starting to pick up some points as well but I, I do worry mm-hmm. for Burnley mm-hmm. Wolves 2 Newcastle 2 this was a cracking game I watched this Saturday this was a great game and uh, Wolves are definitely improving and Newcastle you know had a little bit of a European hangover you know what I mean and um, they will look at that as two points drop but I looked at the game and Wolves were very yeah, good, was a good game. And, yeah, and you know could, it, yeah, it was a good game yeah, Wolves are a decent side uh, into Sunday uh, there Mr. Pickford kept another clean sheet, huh? <laughs> you're, you're, I, 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 look, I'm sending them lessons <laughs> on the ball. But 1-0 uh, one, one win away to West Ham. Calvert-Lewin scored, important player for Everton. He looks like he's, you know, looks like he's fit, Jack. And uh, it's hard to see that one coming, but they are improving Everton. And, and, and look, there's so many poor sides in the Premier League. Even if they get this 12-point deduction, mm. they might still stay they up might, with it. They, might. they are, and... and uh, on the, on the flip side of that West Ham are hitting a bit of a dip as well so it was probably a good time for, for yeah. Everton to play against them, but in Europe on the Thursday exactly well. but like you're saying Calvillon wrap them in cotton wool as much as you can mm. it's, right. it's like we said you know Everton's home farm is going to be important their, home, their away farm has been better than their home yeah, farm yeah. strangely yeah, enough just be the other way yeah, around yeah. Liverpool won 3-0 at home to uh, Forest routine stuff um, Jota, Nunes and Salah their strikers are uh, all contributing every week uh, Jack and that's what United's players are not doing Liverpool's are yeah exactly and Liverpool have made a you know, I suppose it, their recent history has been, you know, attacking football, Salah, Mane, yeah. all these players. And, you know, for, for a few seasons there, they were nearly, well, if you score three, we'll score four, you know. But yeah. I, I think that could be the case for Liverpool again this season because, you know, we we know maybe some of the shortcomings that they have at the back, but they're, they're starting to look really good going forward again. Yeah, and, uh, you know, they are 
they are definitely going uh, to be the top are, four yeah, this year. I mean, I always said it was hard to see anyone keeping them scoreless. Does they yeah. have the firepower? Yeah, up they do. So they might be short that Mr. Diaz because of what's happened mm. in Colombia. You know, he's yeah, that's right. Kidnapped, but yeah, you know, um, you know. One game that looked like a mismatch, you know, among all the ties last weekend, um, Villa won three one against Luton, but it didn't do it. it didn't get all the wrong way, Jack or Queef. Not really, but I mean, again, it's it, the, the form Villa are in is is fantastic. And again, you know, talking about recruitment of players, Musa Diaby again, and all these other that, yeah. that, and, and just you know, Emery, you think. But when, when he came in, Villa were yeah. on the door serious, of, of serious man. Well, it just goes to show you how bad a manager Stephen Gerrard yeah, was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he comes in straight away, changed things, you know. Yeah, but it just goes to show you that's just you know like. But well, they're like already the five points ahead of Newcastle now that are in sixth, mm. and you know it looks like fifth is probably going to get Champions League football yeah. next season. So. Yeah, but like they were, they have a real chance of getting Champions really League. Good chance because yeah, especially yeah. when Chelsea and United floundering as much mm. as they are. Uh, Brighton won all with with Fulham. Brighton are. They're a dodgy proposition at home to uh, these teams, yeah. lads, at long odds on. I've been saying it, but Ferguson scored again, Jack, and good from an Ireland point of view. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but look, it's good to see an Irish lad scoring whatever good it's going to do for the Irish national team. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's good to see him back on the score sheet because we only said, I think it was last week, that he went five or six games without a goal. So, look, he, undoubtedly a great talent and mm. hopefully he can keep banging them in. Yeah. Uh, did you see any Barcelona and Real Madrid? Didn't. No, I thought it goes. Jess Bellingham, lads, is some player. He's a brilliant He's all right, player. In fairness, yeah. <laughs> the Brits now are going to, of course, go mad about him, but like you have to hand it to him. Well, he has something like 13 or 14 goals scored this season. I really got the two. They were 1 0 down, got the two yeah. the weekend. And then Barcelona. And against Barcelona. But for such a young player to go yeah. into Real Madrid and just take it by the scuff oh, and yeah. just yeah. settle in, and yeah. he's now the main and man. It's no bother to him. No, he's very confident. Yeah, because yeah. you talk about you know going into big clubs and, and needing a, needing 12 months to settle. Queeve, this guy has gone in and done it from the start at arguably the biggest club of them all. Yeah, he'd sick really, really, wouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All this talent. But you yeah. know what's probably good for him is the fact that he he did go to Spain and play away yeah. from the British media, the English media. Oh, big time, yeah. Overhyped There's him no question of that, yeah. You know, before and he went first to, to Borussia Dortmund, a, a club that were renowned for playing young players. As we were talking off air, if he had gone to United or City or Chelsea from Birmingham at 17 years of age, he'd never, he'd got, he would have got very limited first team action and might not have progressed into the player and we're talking about into the player these days only 20 years of age it's only better he's going to get I know and he won the young player of the year last night at it the Ballon d'Or as well Lionel Messi won it that's getting boring what well, does Haaland ha- what did Haaland have to do to I win it it's eh? an absolute robbery that yeah, yeah. Haaland that's right no he won the World Cup and that, yeah. but that was probably the deciding yeah. factor but as Haaland deserved that he all the goals yeah, he scored and led Man City to the treble there's no question Cleve it's the World Cup like when that Ballon d'Or they try and say it's a award for individual but sure it is it, it's to do with your team and all that kind of stuff and winning yeah. the World Cup and Messi it's going to probably be his last one <laughs> I thought the big thing over I saw it put up Ronaldo didn't even get one vote in the whole Ballon d'Or this year yeah, for yeah. all his years yeah. of winning, I know right you know, he's well I think, off, I think it kind of cements Messi now that kind of debate between the two of them and like Ronaldo as, as such a brilliant goal scorer he was he will. He for me personally, and I'm obviously a United fan. He would. He never makes you feel the same as Messi would mm. when you're watching football. Uh, you know, well, Ronaldo scores great goals. Messi makes you feel. Yeah, I always yeah. said. I always said that Ronaldo was a great goal scorer oh, yeah. and a great go- scorer of great goals. But you'd have to say I'd always say Messi was a better player well, than Ronaldo. You know, as yeah, well, uh, over the, the overall the, package. They were different, really, but. 
Ronaldo was one of the greatest headers of a ball I ever saw. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant in the air and a brilliant goal. But what ball. I always say is that Messi could do what Ronaldo does, but Ronaldo can't do what Messi does. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a very a, good way of putting the it. Best red very good way of putting it. Yeah. And another three or four years now when he hits 40, 41, Chelsea will probably buy him. <laughs> yeah. And then he'll have a striker that can score 20 <laughs> goals a season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, we better go pay a few more bills. When we come back after the ads, we'll talk about next weekend's fixtures in the Premier League. The team at TRP Kilkenny are delighted to team up with Kilkenny's number one soccer programme, Offside Soccer, only on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Time to talk soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City with Offside Soccer, brought to you by TRP Hebron Industrial Estate Kilkenny. And you're welcome back to the third and final part of Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. We have 14 minutes or 15 minutes, whatever we have, lads, so let's have a look at what's coming up next weekend. We have to wait six nights from now before we see the leaders out, but Spurs, we'll give Spurs as the leaders the headline on it tonight. Jack, they're at home to Chelsea next Monday night. Um... You know, like we thought Chelsea had turned the corner. You know, we spoke about Spurs and potentially the squad might catch about. You know, eventually, but for the time being, you'd have to be fancying Spurs, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would absolutely. I mean, you know, going on recent form, obviously you can't look anywhere else but a Spurs win, and you know, obviously the. They haven't got European football, I don't think. No, they haven't. That's it's going to be a, a huge, huge thing, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's a huge thing. Spur, uh, Spurs are home to Chelsea, Bear. Well, you know, they'll be favourites, but uh, it's the return of Pochettino to, you know, and well, yeah, he'd be I coming think back. Chelsea might produce something that night. Now, I'm not saying they'll beat Spurs, but I know Lakes might be. That's a that's a good point about the love optimism. optimism. Yeah, yeah. go on. You you but, uh, you knocked you you knocked that optimism <laughs> off his perch. But it needs to be the Chelsea of the game against Arsenal they need to have that performance again they need to be at that level and, and have that fight now they'll probably have Enzo Fernandez back and Mudrick back they were out against Brentford um, Rhys James probably going to be back in the side as well so a couple of, couple of better players but again Spurs at home Chelsea in the form they're in I can't see anything other than Spurs winning it. Like you know, the the Spurs fans, Jack, at this stage might be is like on the verge. Is are they on the verge of something really special, or 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 is this just going to be another false dawn? Well, look, there's a long way to go, but what they can take positives from is the way they're playing football and and the kind of the standards that Postecoglou has set within the club. It's all going to be determined over the next year or two whether he gets the backing from Daniel Levy and whether they can really kick on and challenge the big boys. But so far, so good. Saturday, the um, starts off at half twelve. Manchester United go to Fulham. Next, uh, you know, <laughs> like where you know, know, like know. you couldn't back in. They got and the teams they've bet so far this season: Brentford, Wolves, Notts Forest, Sheffield Burnley, United. Sheffield United. Struggled to beat all of them teams. Fulham are probably at least in that bracket, if not better than most of them. Jack, like you know, you'll be odds on to win this. You couldn't back United to win away to Fulham, would you? No, well, I wouldn't be anyway. Obviously, you know, you have all the hope in the world, but it, there's just no confidence, not even within the team, but within the whole club. So, it's uh, it it's one you could literally not predict. Uh, no, what do you think, Bert? Fulham are a decent side, yeah. you know. You know, they drew away to Brighton the weekend, you know. Yeah, they're not a real bottom of the table side. Yeah. And they'll put it up to United. Oh, they know? will, yeah. Quive, like, you wouldn't be lumping on United no, at any kind of a short price here. Oh, score draw, maybe. Like, they're just looking at the early price and United are even money. Like, there's not a whole lot to split them. Fulham 13 to 5, United even money. Fulham oh, yeah. 13 to 5, yeah. and they're yeah. at home. And at home, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I, I'd probably be lining up for, for the draw, but 
can't like, yeah again it's just the farm yeah. farm of both sides is hard to tell Brentford are home to West Ham West Ham will be very disappointed with the with the um, the result at home to Everton Brentford had a good win away to Chelsea but as I'm telling you now Brentford are like Brighton they're to be avoided at odds on at home in these matches Bear. It's, it's a tricky one yeah but, uh, I, I just give the nod to Brentford Jack yeah I would I would probably go with a draw on this one yeah. I think um, <laughs> Brentford Brentford I'll tell you let's look back over the last season and a half the amount of times they're odds on to win at home and they don't do it I'm telling you I, I'm going to go with Bor. I think I, I, it's just it's it's kind of opposites of form you know West Ham have losing their last three Brentford got, got two good wins haven't conceded their last two either I think yeah I'd, I'd be going with Bor. no snaky win for Brent, Brentford Alright okay Burnley are home to Crystal Palace this will be the it'll be one of the last games shown on match of the day <laughs> it, it's, it's a bit of an enigma uh, Jack because Burnley we talked about Spurs um, you know, fans maybe thinking that they were looking forward to something really special. Well, Burnley fans would have been thinking the same, having won the championship, ran away with the championship last season. Looked like they were playing some unbelievable stuff, but it has really, really backfired on them this season. And then they look poor, very poor. They do, and look, four points already from ten games is is not is not uh, going to be sustainable to keep in the in the Premier League. And again, we keep saying it about Burnley. The bottom half teams are the teams you really need to be picking up points yeah. against. Yeah. And Crystal Palace is at the moment one of them teams, but I can't really see anything else other than a, you know, a, a Palace win. Th- these are the kind of games now that Hudson, the experienced yeah. manager that he is, That's he'll right. be targeting points in this. I was just going to say that, you know, better man, and I think, you know, they'll, have, they'll be good enough to win it. Yeah, like, I mean, Jack. Only at this stage, you'd be wondering where the where the where the where wins the are going to come, come from. from. Yeah, yeah, I'd be looking at like they're two very low-scoring teams as well. I'd be. Another draw, nil all draw, or if there is a goal, if there is one, if there is one goal, it'll it'll swing it. I think Everton are home to Brighton. Everton are definitely. I I know I, I harp on about, but Calvert Lewin is a huge player for Everton. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean. And if they get him fit, he will score the goals to keep it. Now, if they get hit with this twelve point deduction, that's going to be a big big oh, whammy to him. Yeah. And that makes these matches, Jack, even more important because they have to expect that this whammy is going to come, and then they're going to need as many points on the board as they possibly can if they're going to if they're going to survive a twelve point uh, deduction. Yeah, Brighton Brighton have a lot of injuries. They do. They don't have the squad to cope with these injuries. Maybe. Yeah, they do. They'll be. I suppose there's positives there with Evan Ferguson scoring on the weekend and you know obviously Everton will be coming into the game on the, with a bit of confidence on the back of last weekend's result I would probably be leaning to, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this was a draw yeah. yeah now look Jack is right and they're playing Burnley tomorrow night in the mm. Carabao Cup so they right. really on a high if they beat Burnley and Everton. But the thing about it is their form in Goodison is terrible this year mm. you know yeah. and that's the worry now, they would love to win a game in Goodison, that's for sure. And they might just win. And yeah, uh, Cueve. That's another one that's really hard because a lot of these games go hard to call and yeah, I can't yeah, keep yeah. saying they're all going to be draws. So, I maybe just might have... Yeah. Maybe go, have Man, come on, you're going to get splinters in your arse. Get off the fence. I'll give it to Brighton, maybe. It just, again, it's Everton's home form, which, strangely enough, has been, been the wrong way for them. So, Man, this year home to Bournemouth, uh, Jack. There's only... It's just a case of how many, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, the... City are, are playing slightly better opposition than they played in their previous game but um, yeah three points for City easy yeah just a case yeah, of how many they're back rolling again yeah though. and Haaland is back back you know scoring goals but again they still don't look like they're in full gear in top no gear they, don't. That's they don't the worrying, but that is the worrying yeah. thing yeah. that but is the worrying it's, thing it's terrific watching Haaland where he moves in the penalty area 
the goalie, the header last Sunday, but the one, the previous one, he done the same thing. Yeah. But your man stopped it. Yeah. You know, but it's terrific to watch the way he, he just... Uh, and we never mentioned Bernardo Silva either. What an unbelievable... Yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah. It was unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, but like these lads... And it's like, it's the, the beauty of that Man City squad, you see, is it's a different one that's able to step up every sec, every day. Yeah. Like, it's not just, hard, you know, yeah. Bernardo Silva does it. Alvarez does it who'd be the top he'd be the main man at practically any other yeah, club Rod- in Europe Rodri if they have it Rodri does it <laughs> you know like and there's still a few lads to come back onto Phil that Foden. team like you, yeah Phil Ford and Grealish you think about right and and you know they have the likes of you know John Stones out injured at the moment coming back to Bryna obviously will be back like a new player in the new year whenever he comes back it is ominous lads it is very yeah. very ominous for, for the rest I, I, I know Spurs and uh, Spurs and Arsenal might be leading the way but do you think Guardi Guardiola would go if he wins four in a row. I mean, what else is there left to win? Oh, well, that's the thing. Yeah, but where do you go? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Uh, but where do you go? Like, yeah. where do you go? Where's the Where's the next? Mm-hmm. What do you do? Like, yeah. Well, I, I, uh, you know, in the beginning, I was very sceptical about Guardiola, but the more I watch Manchester City, <laughs> he's stamped all over. Ah, he is. He's like the can't. man that makes them play the way well, they yeah, play. You can't. You yeah. And they're another team, Jack. That when they buy a player, they buy a player for a reason. They're not just buying them. Because he's available, like yeah. You know? Guardiola yeah. is not given players. No, you know, no, no, no. He, he no, goes and says, no. "This player fits the way I want to play." Exactly, and exactly. They go get him for him. Yeah. He buys the gift, and then he tells them what he wants yeah, them to exactly. do. Exactly. Until he's able to do it, he'll sit on the bench. Mm-hmm, Shipping United and Wolves. Like if if Burnley and Crystal Palace is not the last one on the match of the day, this one definitely will. But I think Wolves would be Sheffield United. Yeah, I think yeah, Wolves yeah, are yeah. the Wolves are better. So half five Saturday evening, cracking game, Newcastle at home to Arsenal. You know, now this is a real test of Arsenal because I know Newcastle have had some inconsistent results, but they're still at home, a fair difficult side to beat. I don't know, they'll be missing a few players. They don't have, they're playing United tomorrow night in the Carabao Cup. That'll be two reserve teams, I'm sure. Now, I think Newcastle might beat Arsenal on Saturday evening in, in James's Park. I do, t- I think so too. But again, going back to what you also said, I think it all depends on what team plays tomorrow night against Man United. Yeah. I think. Newcastle are desperate to win a trophy and if they could get back to Wembley again oh, yeah. even with the Carabao Cup I think Eddie Howe will go all out for it but if he does put out a so-called weakened team I could see Newcastle with home advantage nearly like a PSG game for all the world yeah. where the crowd are going to be up uh, for it the crowd will be up for these Saturday night matches yeah, well, it'll be like a Champions League match as far as the, the crowd are concerned it's yeah. a big one they're playing Arsenal and uh, they could beat them Quave. I think Arsenal sneak it. Oh, I think this is Fine. this is going to be one of these defining games. I think in, in Arsenal's season, you know, I said it here a couple last week that again they're 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 just going about it in like that a professional way. They're just there's yeah. nothing amazing. Yeah, well, they're going through the motions, right. and, right. and I think if if they can they can get a win here against Newcastle, they will push City all the way um, because of the team they have. They've got they've improved that team immensely. And this is the big, big, a big defining game in their season. Yeah, yeah. And Ketia getting a hat trick last yeah. week will do wonders for him as well because yeah. there was a lot of criticism over the last few weeks that he yeah. wasn't scoring True. goals. Yeah, you know. But, but look, they do have goals in them. In fairness, Arsenal do. You know, and and it's only when you look at, you know, even the likes of Saka, who is a super player. Saka get on. Like even Man City would take Saka if, he, yeah, if they got him in the morning, yeah, you know. Absolutely. United would definitely take him. Right, lads, there's he wouldn't two. Go there. No, he wouldn't go there. There's two games on Sunday. It definitely has to be the worst Super Sunday, for want of a better. Like they're they're going to Sky are going to have some job selling this as Super Sunday, right? Forest and Villa, first of all, at, at two o'clock, Jack, and you know Forest. 
you know, have you know, last season they were strong at home. You know, they got most of their points at home. I think they're going to be lucky that there may well be there's, that there'll probably be three worst teams than them in the league this season, but might be only barely. They are in that relegation battle, and uh, Villa Villa look look like they'll be just too good for them, don't they? Yeah, I think so. And and you're right, in what you're saying there, like they're they're currently sitting in 16th at the moment, but I suppose they're five points off the the relegation battle. But I think you know. I, I can't see him getting a result on the weekend Villa, I have to say yeah, yeah you tell her wouldn't you yeah, yeah. Like Forest are tricky at home but yeah Villa it's the, the form and the quality they have at the moment yeah, yeah and that's the half four game is Luton Town at home to Liverpool now you know I know that's what I'm saying like you know <laughs> what are we going to do Sunday we're not watching that drivel but like you know the Luton Town in fairness they are you know they are putting up a fight that, like the fact that the Bournemouths and the Burnleys and the Nats Forests and these teams are in the Premier League they have a fighting chance as 25 points could keep you up this oh, season yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean and so Luton and they will probably get results at home but um, you can't see anything only Luton chasing shadows players going down with cramp knackered after an hour and Liverpool just be way too good for yeah, them yeah but look we, we're talking about maybe a, a, a snooze fest to be watching because you imagine being a Luton fan you know being from there when you know yeah. half four on a Sunday and Liverpool coming to town yeah. very yeah. exciting for them big, but big, yeah. yeah absolutely but I'm sure they'll be up for it but I can't see them getting that now yeah you'd have yeah. to find like I mean right they'll, they'll be up for it and, and they'll be competitive to a certain point but the class is, in, is all in is all going to be in the red or whatever colours Liverpool wear on the day yeah you'd, you'd love to see the prize though for Luton 1-0 or something and yeah. throw, throw a snaky five on it but yeah Liverpool yeah lads just on the championship right because everyone says at the start of the season that the championship is the most competitive league in the world and it's this and it's the hardest league to win and it's the hardest it looks like it's over already lads Leicester are looks like like they've made a phenomenal start. What thirteen wins from their first fourteen games? Ipswich not too far off 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 um, matching them, and there's nearly a ten point drop back to the third place Leeds, who have dropped a lot of points. It's looking like the championship is not going to be competitive this year. No, and. <laughs> I mean, the championship tends to always boil, boil, boil down to the, the playoffs then as well, you know, you tend to... Yeah, there'll be more excitement in the qualifying for yeah, the playoffs. exactly. And I think it's, be, I think it's the, the amount of fixtures that, that go on in the championship and the, how regular the fixtures come around every few days. But, yeah, I mean, McKenna's doing... Is it McKenna that's doing a, a right job with Ipswich? Yeah, sure, he United. was. He came from United, yeah. yeah came from United, uh, Irish guy, Jack, or Bear, Leicester, flying. Uh, they're flying, yeah. You know, and like they kept a lot of lads like Vardy and Ndidi and these guys, you know, that were would be still Premier League class players and they kept them. I suppose the fact that they, you know, they won the league a few years ago and they know they'll have the parachute payments, they probably didn't have to sell them all. They got, they, they, they cashed in on Harvey Barnes and James Madison and one or two others, but um, looks like it's going to be an immediate return back into the Premier League. I hope league. so. I like Leicester. I have, to, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, I, I think, think everyone was, uh, does. Yeah, I think it was it was a pity seeing them drop out of the league after what was it five or six years after they won it. So yeah. Yeah. it's good to see him come back up, hopefully. Conaghy net of Jimmy Cohan scored again for Rochdale really at yeah, the weekend, and they're, right. they're edging their way up towards the the top of the, the the playoff situation in the in the in the what you call it? The, I call it the Vauxhall Conference, whatever they call it now, the, the National, National League, 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 the yeah. fifth tier of football. Um, Jack, just one quick one for you: Will Ten Hag be manager United at the end of the season? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't see what... Uh, I just got a text off of someone here, Yeah, so. I, I don't see what short-term change can do. United need... Uh, Ralph Rangnick said it 18 months ago, it's not uh, It's not a day procedure, it's open-heart surgery United need. And it's not, you know, one manager, you go through the whole cycle again, Mourinho, Van Gaal, 
you know, I, th- I think he's good enough to stay there and give him time. Okay, well, that answers that, right? Okay, as always, the, the hour has caught up with his bear. Thanks a million. We'll all be back next week. Jack will be back next week. Queeve will be back next week. I'll be here as well next Tuesday night, 6 to 7 for offside. Kevin Lafar is up next. Thanks a million for listening. Good night and God bless.